Welcome everyone to Jobs in the Age of AI. It's another Singularity Syndicate webinar, uh, episode three. I'm your host, Naja Faisal, and uh, this webinar is brought to you by Singularity Syndicate, a mastermind group um, with a mission to create technological, technologically inclusive society by helping everyday people navigate transformative technologies, shaping our future, and providing a platform to discuss its implication. In today's webinar, we have four simple um, agenda that we want to go through. Uh, first of all, I'm just going to give you a very brief background and overview about the whole AI landscape. And then we're going to talk about three uh, recent reports uh, on the impact of uh, AI in the job market, which is probably the main reason why you're here. And then finally, we're going to talk about a little bit the future of, of the new jobs that might be created. And then finally, and that's something is a bit of change from previous episodes, where we're gonna talk, we're gonna do some sort of an interactive session, uh, whereby we're gonna uh, you you can you can tell me your profession, and we're gonna go to uh, ChatGPT with a specific prompt uh, that I designed uh, before this presentation, and then um, this prompt will uh, will give us some sort of idea of if your job is in danger or not. So stay tuned for 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 this uh, for that. All right, it is not the strongest nor the most intelligent that survives. It is the it is it is the one that is most adaptable to change. Um, a great quote to start this conversation because this is what it's all about um, in the end. So um, I'm sure by now you know what AI is. It's um, the ability of machines to perform tasks that typically require human intelligence. And um, and AI is not new. Uh, so uh, the AI um, started uh, from the time the computers started. Um, uh, from 1950s, we start visualizing a thinking machine. And however, like it didn't really make much of a dent uh, in the universe unless recently. And the reason why is this magic formula that I've been repeating in most of the webinars, because this is really the turning point of where AI becomes super, uh, super powerful, uh, is the explosion of the amount of data that uh, the internet generates uh, in addition to the large uh, amount uh, or the, the, the immensely um, uh, affordability of uh, a huge amount of computational power. Um, and then these two factors are uh, made a huge difference uh, in addition to the algorithms. Most of the algorithms have been um, developed really a long time ago. However, the difference was the explosion in data mining or data collection and the explosion in, the, uh, in computational power, which gave rise to uh, AI models like um, ChatGPT and, uh, and many others, uh, machine learning uh, models. So in terms of, uh, so the contention between a human and machine is, is really old. Uh, so, um, I mean, this is a look at, at the prehistory of technology. Um, of course, language is the catalyst for uh, human intelligence in general. Um, but uh, but the concerns and the worries that brought you in today uh, to this webinar and brought us all together in this webinar are probably similar to the concerns that um, the manuscript copyist um, had when the printing press came along. Um, and then and then the blacksmiths who used to who used to produce horseshoes had similar concerns when the cars became mainstream. Um, and so does factory workers when electricity was created. And, you know, millions of them were replaced or feared to be replaced by uh, machines. And then when the personal computer uh, came along, uh, for those who are, um, you know, I don't want to say old enough, but for those who have experienced the beginning of personal computer, there was a, a similar wave of fear that struck uh, the world saying that computers are coming after all of our jobs. Um, this, the same goes to uh, when e-commerce came along. So, uh, and, and it's still happening right now. So the more e-commerce, the more our, our shopping becomes uh, online, the less retail jobs are required, which is really impacting the, the, the job market in, in terms of the retail. Um, so as you saw that throughout history, we've been experiencing waves after wave of technological revolutions that have um, 
impacted the job market. Uh, but every time we worry about losing jobs, we are um, surprised or not surprised. Maybe we are delighted that many new jobs uh, were created, and therefore it's all for the you know the advancement and the benefit of humanity. Now the question is. Um, what is AI is going to be different? Is artificial intelligence going to change that? Is so? Um, and here, like to be honest, I don't know, and um, many people don't know either. But um, I am very optimistic about the AI future, and um, and we're going to talk today about uh, about uh, that. I mean, um, Steve Jobs said that innovation is the ability to see change as an opportunity and not a threat. That's probably the theme that we're going to start with uh, talking about uh, the jobs that's uh, that will be impacted by AI. So we start off this section by the false assumptions. Okay, so uh, when I started reading about AI maybe five uh, years ago or maybe more, um, you know, uh, the first um, the first thing I, I read about was like, oh, you know what? AI is going to come after the manual labor jobs. AI is going to come after the uh, bottom of the pyramid kind of jobs, the routine uh, jobs, uh, manual labor, all of this stuff. Um, or it's going to come after like the think tanks. You know, it's going to be like superpower reserved for the country leaders and uh, and big people who who make uh, most big critical decisions. So that's what the false assumption. Because uh, in the end, jobs came after the easy mental jobs. The second false assumption um, was that. AI is not going to be creative. So if you are in a creative work, if you're in a creative job, your job is safe. If you're an artist, if you're a, a writer or a um, designer, you know, the, the assumption was that your job is safe. Um, however, this turns out to be completely the opposite. So the first thing that AI came after was the creative jobs with uh, uh, tools like DALI2, uh, Midjourney, and Stable Diffusion, and all of these tools that are creating stunning uh, design and art in mere seconds. Um, same goes to writers, and we will see how 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 this technology is going to impact a lot of a lot of these jobs. So the first thing we do is we ask ChatGPT uh, what are the industries heavily affected, and then here's what it gives you. So if you haven't subscribed to your YouTube channel, I put the link in the in the chat. Uh, please subscribe, and once you are on YouTube, and if you are watching this on YouTube, you can pause uh, the video at any given time and um, you know check if your industry or your job uh, is affected. Um, probably would, wouldn't be a good idea to go through every um, every because this presentation is full of um, lists and tables, so I don't want to um, bore everyone with uh, with reading all of these. But uh, in general, okay, the industry is heavily affected: manufacturing, transportation, retail, finance, health, healthcare diagnosis. Not not all healthcare, of course. Um, and then the other the, the industries that are less affected are a lot of manual labor, early childhood education, physical therapy, um, stuff like that. And now when it comes to jobs that will be replaced according to GPT-4 are like data entry, paralegals, bookkeeping, uh, market research analysis, social media managers, uh, virtual assistants. Um, I think this is the big, biggest one. Um, and again, you know, feel free to pause the video and take a closer look according to GPT. But what I'm mostly excited about sharing with you today are the three recent uh, studies, as we say it, uh, fresh out of the oven, right? So these are the most recent reports that came out that talks about the labor market in the age of AI. And, um, and we're going to talk about Goldman Sachs report, OpenAI's report, and the US Career Institute report. So when it comes to uh, Goldman Sachs, this is a report that came out 26th of March. So it's it's really literally a few days ago. Um, and um, the main it, it says that around 300 million jobs in the US and Europe would be affected. And of course, you know, my, you know, I don't want to scare you here, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty damn um, scary. Three hundred million jobs are not, it's not an easy number. So let's dig into that report, um, which with the, with the first, um, with the first graph that shows that two thirds of current occupations could be partially automated by AI. So two third, right? So two third of the occupations will be automated, or partially automated by AI. The second um, graph talks about uh, one out of every four uh, work tasks. Tasks 
could be automated uh, by AI. So even if you have a job, you have, um, let's say, um, 10 tasks that you do every day at your job, or let's say eight tasks you do every day, two out of um, out of these eight could be completely automated. So your time would be, so 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 if you if you think about it as a, as a bigger scale, so imagine that you need eight employees to fill a certain position. Now um, you could use um, two less of these eight. So for every four employees, you could use um, one less. And so here the companies have to choose. If, if I'm like let's say if I'm a company and I want to choose whether I would uh, save costs and you know let go of this one person that I don't need anymore. Or do I keep the keep all four and increase my productivity? So that's basically what companies need to uh, choose and make. Um, yeah, another uh, slide goes into saying that um, 18% of work could be automated by AI, and the heavy impact will be on um, will be on um, developed markets, right? So developed markets are going to be more affected than emerging markets. So developed markets, we're talking the US and Europe and um, Hong Kong, for example, is heavily affected. So, um, so yeah, so this is this is what this report talks about. And uh, this is, I think, one of my favorite uh, graphs. It shows you, okay, um, so the gray, anything you see gray? So gray are 50% uh, likely to be replaced. These are the jobs that more than 50% are likely to be replaced by AI, right? And if you look at this, okay, so what we have here, the biggest, the biggest threat is for jobs that have, that are uh, in office and administrative support. So if you're in, a, in an office or administrative support job, um, maybe customer support, uh, maybe, um, yeah, like stuff like that. Um, so you probably should consider pivoting or uh, do something about, about you know, make, maybe reskilling yourself or, or make, make some changes because AI is going to come after your job, basically. The second would be legal. And that's also very surprising. I have many uh, lawyer friends and um, to, to know that, uh, you know, a lot of their jobs going to be affected because we, we always thought that, you know, you know, we want our kids to be lawyers, um, uh, but, you know, legal uh, because of all of the, the availability of the legal consultation uh, and the legal literature uh, online. So makes it easy for AI to generate um, uh, legal advice. Uh, and then we've got, um, you know, a little bit of architecture and engineering. We've got, um, um, right, food preparation. I mean, of course, these are on very, very low, lower uh, style, lower, um, impact um now the the light blue would be uh, these are the jobs that will the ai will complement um and then the dark blue are the jobs that will not be affected and these are like building um cleaning and maintenance install inst installation maintenance of course like these are physical labor construction and extraction production these are the jobs that will be less affected by automation and ai so that's the bad news. The good news is that AI could eventually increase annual global GDP by around seven percent, and that's what this report means. So, what does that? What, what means that you know our productivity as as a country or as a as humans will increase by this revolution? And uh, a proof of that is that uh, they have they have included a study since the nineteen forties that talk about um, uh, the new occupations that were created after nineteen forty uh, that did not exist. So they have this. Um, this comparison saying that yeah we some some jobs are going to be lost but more new jobs are going to be created we moved on to the second report that is produced by the one and only OpenAI, the famous company that is uh, everybody's talking about these days they have uh, released um, a report in march 17 and they are talking about uh, major um you know changes in the job market according to their own research right so um, in, in summary, the safe jobs, according to, um, to OpenAI, are, again, the agricultural equipment operators, uh, athletes and sports competitors, automotive uh, glass installers and repairs, bus, truck mechanics, and diesel engine specialists. So these are all the physical labor jobs. Um, 
um, yeah, I'm just, I don't want to like go through them, but yeah, dishwashers, um, uh, excavate, excavating and loading machines, uh, helpers, um, carpenters, um, yeah, meat, poultry, food, motorcycle mechanics. Where the unsafe jobs are interpreters and translators, they are heavily affected, um, survey researchers, poets, lyricists, and creative writers. Uh, this is the art that we talked about. Animal scientists, public relations specialists, survey researchers, um, mathematicians, believe it or not, mathematicians um, will be less needed. Um, and again, that's the report, tax prepare, uh, those who prepare taxes, financial quantitative analysis, um, and web and digital interface designers. So these are kind of the unsafe uh, jobs. So the OpenAI report have, is divided into two. There's like one that talks about uh, the human experts have, have put their opinion in that or, or their study in that report, but also uh, they let the AI model also uh, contribute to uh, this report by, you know, and then the AI model has a different list of jobs that um, according to this AI model are gonna be unsafe. And this is gonna, this is, these are like correspondence clearance in addition to the previous ones, of course. Um, What's surprising, the blockchain engineers, like, I, I'm really not, I'm skeptical about that because, you know, blockchain is a big technology that is continue to, I mean, to disrupt. And it's one of the technologies that we talk a lot about here in the, and we're planning to talk about in the Singularity Syndicate. Uh, court reporters, um, proofreaders and copy market markers or copywriters, accountants and auditors, news analysts, reporters and journalists, um, legal secretaries and administrative assistants, clinical data managers, climate change policy analysts, uh, these jobs. So ChatGPT and the future of software tools built with the program could impact at least 50% of tasks necessary around for around 19% of jobs in the US market. So that's pretty uh, staggering. 80% uh, of US workforce could use at least 10% of their work tasks affected in some way by ChatGPT. And jobs that require critical thinking are less impacted by large language models, while programmers, which is very surprising, and writers are more susceptible to being influenced by LLM. So again, because ChatGPT could also write code, so that means that um, programmers, instead of, again, we're not going to eliminate, I don't think the programming field will be completely eliminated. It's just going to be either more efficient or, so if you have a team of 10 programmers, now I think with, uh, with not only ChatGPT, but with other tools, uh, like uh, GitHub Copilot, for example, these tools were going to enhance the performance of these programmers. So they could do more for less people, which means that if a company wants to save costs, they can kind of get rid of some of the programmers, but maintain the operation. Um, or they could keep all the programmers and produce more, which, which is also a possibility. So, yeah. So finally, OpenAI, they are talking uh, about, I think they, OpenAI are conducting the most comprehensive UBI, Universal Basic Income Study. And this is separate from the job report. This is something uh, extra that I wanted to include because uh, so what OpenAI are saying that like, as they are developing the artificial general intelligence, which is like the, the big brother or the, the big brother of, of, of ChatGPT, like they, they are, they want to create uh, AGI, which is a super, super intelligence machine that can do, um, can outperform humans in all tasks. Um, and they expect when this comes about, uh, then it's going to be like a major disruptor for everything. And they are proposing the universal basic income, which means that everybody, whether you work or not, you will get paid. And uh, Sam Altman says that in as little as 10 years, AI could generate enough wealth to pay every adult in the US $13,500 a year. And this is according to their study. So it's pretty disruptive um, stuff. Now we go to the third and final uh, report that we looked at. And this talks about, this is from the US Career Institute. 
And um, it says that 65, it's, it's, it says that 65 jobs with the lowest risk of automation by artificial intelligence and robots. So this is going to be the list for you guys to know what are the jobs with the lowest risk of automation. So if anyone is, is trying to um, uh, reinvent their skill set or reinvent themselves, so this is the the, the kind of the, the list that you want to look at, um, and uh, and it's considered safe. Now again, you know all of all of the all of these are predictions, so I don't want you to. Um, you know, to take my word for it, but just for you to consider, this is only for educational purposes. So uh, safe jobs, um, again, healthcare, nurse practitioners, uh, choreographers, physician assistants. And notice that um, general doctors are not mentioned, which is really interesting. So doctors who diagnose because of AI, they're less needed kind of, which is really interesting. However, like healthcare professionals who actually do the work are more needed now. So a mental health counselor, I personally have doubt knowing how good ChatGPT is with mental health counseling. So I'm really not sure and doubtful of that um, of that as a safe job. But again, you know, I'm just reporting what the report says. Nursing instructors, uh, teachers, post-secondary, uh, coaches and scouts, athletic trainers, phys physical therapists. Again, uh, the whole list is there for you. Uh, for your, um, you know, you could check it, pause the video or, um, yeah. There's another, this is the continuation of the list. So there are 65 jobs um, that they're talking about here. Um, yeah. And this is the third list, you know, chief executives are still needed, like leaders of companies. This is also like, I think this is a good time in general, like if you have accumulated enough experience in your career and you've, you know, been working for quite a while, I think it's a good time for you to um, maybe start a business. But again, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not, uh, and I don't want you to, uh, to do things that uh, you blame me for later on. I'm not, uh, so, but yeah, but this is, could be, uh, maybe, maybe um, I think, I believe personally that ChatGPT and, and, and AI in general is a huge accelerator of entrepreneurship. So I would say that, um, yeah, that's could be very much a possibility um, for us to, you know, find a problem uh, and try to solve it, um, knowing that we have all the tools needed to start businesses these days. Um, and then uh, the final slide for that report is these are the 10 lowest risk of automation, right? These are the ones that, according to this report, are the safest of all. And these are nurse practitioners, choreographers, physician assistants, mental health counselors. Again, I'm not sure about that. Nursing instructors and teachers, coaches and scouts, athletic trainers, physical therapists, ortho, uh, orthotists and prosthetists, and occupational therapists. Okay. Um, so yeah, if your job does not is not part of these, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Let me know. And now um, another another uh, slide of hope to all of us is a. Um, a blog post that I read recently by Craig Satel. I'm hoping that I pronounce his name well. He wrote a blog, says, what will a human do in an artificial intelligent world? And he mentioned a study by, um, by Antonio D'Amisio and Jonathan Haidt. Again, I hope that I'm pronouncing their names well. But these two scientists, they studied people who have part of their brain uh, damaged, which means that they cannot, um, they cannot have emotions. So they took these people they sub they, and they, they studied them. And it turns out that despite having their mental activity normal, like they have perfectly rational brain, these subjects or patients that they were studying couldn't, couldn't function normally, uh, not even, like they could explain the problems that they have, but they couldn't make any decisions. So, uh, so their conclusion with this study is that human emotions and intention are still vital for decision-making and adding value. So let's hope that this is remain true and that human will remain needed. And um, and there there you know they they mentioned a few more details about like individuals without emotions cannot make decisions. Uh, social intuition theory suggests that we make moral judgments through unconscious intuition. Humans often disguise 
their true intent even to themselves. And artificial intelligence can present curated information, but it cannot understand why we should care about it. And um, and then they said that, for example, Apple need Apple Apple stores will still need employees, and so does the traditional bookstores, despite uh, you know despite the boom in e-commerce. I mean that's true, kind of like when you go to still to Apple store, you still it's packed all the time. So despite people could potentially like use online, but would this continue the case? Would this not? Again, if you're on YouTube, leave me a comment. Let's let's talk about this. Um, but yeah. Uh, the last section, um, before we jump into uh, is your job in danger section, uh, we're going to talk about uh, about the emerging jobs, okay, the new jobs uh, that are coming as a result of AI. And we start this with this quote, you cannot stop the waves, but you can learn how to surf. And that's what we are here trying to do. So these are, according to GPT-4, these are the 10 emerging AI-driven jobs. So we're going to need AI trainers, so professionals who specialize in training AI models. Because again, AI is going to continue to grow exponentially. A lot of um, a lot of uh, needed people for to continue to train these models. At the same time, AI is raising a lot of ethical concerns, and which means that we need you know, uh, we need people. I think um, the Singularity Syndicate, our group here, and again, I hope that you guys believe in the mission and continue to support this group and um, and 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 and, I, and and contribute to the group. This could, this this group could become more of like um, the voice of the people when it comes to when it comes to AI and disruptive technologies. And you know, my aim is to eventually uh, create a board for that group. Uh, this is a nonprofit group, so uh, my all, my aim is to create like a board and then and then try to start like lobby and 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 grow this group to, so so we can make make our voices heard. Um, so so yeah, this group could act as an AI ethicist, basically trying to you know lobby for better regulations when it comes to AI. Um, AI translators, you know, professionals skilled in natural language, so understand the AI and able to improve its communication. Um, I think at some point we need uh, AI explainability as well. Like, for example, let's say you use AI in court or in medical diagnosis, and you need you need to explain why the AI says that this is the case. So this is, I think, a huge field of research right now about um, AI explainability. Uh, AI integration specialist. Um, AI content creators again, and then there's the six to ten AI-powered customer support agent. Um, I'm not really sure because you know you could rely on 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 a trained version of ChatGPT to really do a lot of your customer support, but still, I mean maybe okay. AI bias auditor, AI policy analyst, um, AI explainability expert. Oh, that's the one. Okay, it's mentioned, and then AI enhanced education specialist. Um, again, so these are the ten emerging AI-driven jobs. And then finally, I stumbled upon another blog, uh, but I forgot what it was. I'm sorry, but I'll try to find it and put it in the description. Uh, this talks about mentioning ChatGPT as a skill in your resume. Okay, so uh, wild stuff here. And then there's this code that says candidates who are familiar with and comfortable with using latest technological tools, including ChatGPT, will always have a competitive advantage in the job market. So, uh, so yeah, it could be also that ChatGPT. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be only really like know how to ask questions because everybody knows how to chat. We've been chatting for since the internet started. So, I think here they're more like more into like prompt engineering. If you haven't um, attended uh, the last webinar we did uh, about prompt engineering, maybe that one could be probably a skill that is definitely going to be in demand. And so, and, and the, by the way, the video on YouTube on prompt engineering has 11,000 views in just 10 days or something. So, it's it's yeah, it's it's doing very well. So uh, yeah, so the industries are hiring for ChatGPT experience, technical, AI engineering, marketing, copywriters, social media, sales, legal professionals, etc. Uh, the only way to make sense out of change is to plunge into it, move with it, and join the dance. And this is the kind of the, the final code that I leave you with today before jumping into the um, the interactive session. So here I asked, this is me asking ChatGPT to provide a prompt. Uh, I told it, you are a prompt engineer and your task is to construct a prompt that will determine whether a certain profession or job title is going to be affected by AI in the coming few years. And ChatGPT, sure enough, gave me this prompt. So 
what we're gonna do now is um, is copy this prompt and um, and you can tell me in the chat uh, what is your profession, and I could um, I could open and share my screen with ChatGPT on it and and replace your profession here, and then we can read through and and see what we can do. All right, so I'm gonna be also if anyone has a question, uh, feel free to unmute yourself and ask it. Najat, it looks like there's a few questions in the chat box. All right. Would you like? Oh, okay, let me let me look into them. Would you like to read them, Diana? Sure. Or read some of them. Sure. Uh, let me just go back to it. Oh, first it said um, it, somebody was asking about the first slide um, and who it was from. The the quotation. No, the first research study, because you showed three. Uh-huh. One was with OpenAI and the other one, the first one, though. Uh, yeah, uh, so the, okay, OpenAI. Yes. Okay, so there, there are three studies, okay? Here they are. So uh -huh. Goldman Sachs, um, it's the first study from Goldman Sachs. This is basically uh, the report itself. This is the, the screenshot of the first page. And the second was the one from OpenAI. And the third is from U.S. Career Institute. And whoever answered, does that answer your question? Somebody else was asking, uh, Naja, regarding the board or public organization that you'd like to create, I'm on board. How can we join? Thank you very much. Um, so I have left in the chat, in the first message of the chat, I have left my uh, website information, like www.najafaisal.com. Uh, there I also have a uh, Calendly. Um, I have also, uh, you could also schedule a call um, on this link. Where we can go on a call and um, and you know talk and see what we can do together. Uh, all my contact details, even my email, is available on my website. So um, again, if you're still seeing my screen, this is my website. Um, and then here I have my email, I have uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, and then here you could book a call. And also you may also join my newsletter uh, on this website too. And you know all of the links for my other uh, activities are here. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate your support. Of course, feel free to uh, to send me an email and we can start a conversation. Another person, Scruffy, is asking, in terms of utilize, utilizing SaaS, I'm assuming software as a service, to generate Correct. wealth, is there a way to use LLMs to create endowment funds for art programs in, at universities, build wells in Africa, sponsor all those kids, uh, Sarah McLellan sings about, et cetera? Um, this is a very specific and, um, and question, and I would be very happy to, uh, to, to answer it. I really encourage, um, encourage you who asked the question to please reach out. Let's have this conversation uh, for sure. I mean, um, there's a lot of uh, applications for LLMs and we're only uh, scratching the surface. So ChatGPT is just the beginning of what might go next. And also the way we're using ChatGPT, even the creators of, of ChatGPT and LLMs are not fully aware of the wide range of applications of their product. So it's, you know, the applications and the way we're gonna use these LLMs gonna, gonna be expanding pretty, pretty wildly in the few years to come. Rebecca um, asked two questions and she also gave a partial answer, I believe. Um, so the first question is, what would you predict for the role of software development program manager? And she wrote, I expect developers will reduce to automated AI development. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I also believe that I've read something about uh, the impact of, of AI on, on product managers in tech industry, as well as, you know, the project managers. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a... Um, I think um, it's a, it's a discussion. Uh, it is it is a possibility that AI might affect a lot of jobs, uh, especially in tech, which is really um, interesting. Again, it's it's a false assumption. We thought that the people in tech are safe. Unfortunately, it looks like with the copilot, the ability of AI to generate 
very good code and it's going to always get better makes programmers either um, not needed or uh, it amplifies their work. And I would want to be optimistic and say, you know what, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great few, um, it's going to be great years ahead where programmers will be 10 times more efficient, more productive, and we're going to see an explosion of productivity and growth. So, but again, Rebecca, I, I think we are, we are connected on LinkedIn. So I'm excited that you might um, want to join our podcast in the future. I don't know if I'm talking to, if you are the one, but I kind of remember that um, that I, I was in touch with, with Rebecca. So again, we're trying to bring more people into the podcast where we're going to have a lot of uh, dialogues as well in the future. So for those, uh, please go and, and, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which will post the podcast series that we're planning to start. Um, another question that Rebecca did pose was, what would you predict for website evaluation analysis for the purpose of making it prof profitable? She did also answer, I anticipate websites will be automated by AI. However, wouldn't it require a human touch? Very, very good uh, question. And she's right probably about the answers. Um, so I think... Um, AI is going to disrupt uh, traditional search engines. So uh, I don't know. We, I don't know if we mentioned in previous webinars that uh, when OpenAI launched ChatGPT, Google issued Code Red, and um, so Google are immensely threatened by ChatGPT because ChatGPT has the potential to replace Google. So if you are if you go to ChatGPT every day to get your answers, so that means that you don't need Google, which means that all of the ad revenue, all of the Google infrastructure when it comes to AdWords all of the ad revenue, even on websites that used to rely on traffic coming in, no longer happens. So now there's no more traffic. So now that's why Bing are trying to like integrate and provide some links of sources, but it's still very difficult to generate traffic if uh, LLMs or large language models will be the main uh, interface of people when they want information. So right now people want to go to Google to get information in the future. Yeah, it's gonna be very interesting to see how, how this uh, area developed, but thank you, Rebecca. As for the last question that you posed, um... You know, and you asked about dogs, nausea, a few people have answered. Mm -hmm. So one of them is a web software engineer. All right, let's do this. Okay, let's do, let's copy this. So you still can see my screen, right? Yes. Okay, so it said web software engineer? Correct. Web software engineer. All right, the profession of web software engineer is likely to be significantly affected by AI in the coming years as AI technologies have the potential to transform various aspects of the profession. However, this the impact will not be uniform across all tasks and responsibilities. Okay, so in terms of automation, AI-powered tools are already automating some aspects of web development, such as code generation and testing, blah, 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 and then decision-making. AI can also support web, web, web software engineers. Compensation as AI-driven tools become more advanced and capable in handling wider range of tasks, the demand for web software engineers with specific expertise will increase. Okay, and efficiency. In summary, AI will have significant impact on the profession of web software engineer in the coming years. While it will automate certain tasks and improve efficiency, it's not expected to make the profession obsolete. Okay, so it's good news that this profession remains kind of intact for the coming few years. Another Great. one, that's wonderful. Uh, another one by Amber Hooper. Mm -hmm. um, she wrote human-centered designer. Um, what does that really mean? If, if you're on the call, please let me like explain what a human-centered designer means. Is it like a graphic designer or? Naja, human-centered designer is a, is a job title. Uh, it's in the, the realm of like service design, right? Oh. A service designer would be a, 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 an example of a human-centered designer. Very interesting. Bridges between. Bridges between physical and like technology and stuff. So. Interesting. Well, thank you for adding to my knowledge. I haven't heard of that job before. So let's see what GPT-4 says. Okay. 
is anyone in the in the in this call uh, haven't used GPT before or ChatGPT? Would be interesting to see like if, if someone is seeing this for the first time, like what would they feel or about how specific this thing is? Like I I, I mentioned, in, like, considering factors such as automation, decision making, and compensation and efficiency, and it's fitting out all of these three. All right. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read the summary um, if that's okay. But of course, as you're seeing on the screen, so it's uh, you you may probably be able to read. Uh, it's pretty long. So AI will impact the profession of human-centered designer in the coming years, but the unique nature of this profession, which relies heavily on empathy and human understanding, will likely to will likely make it less susceptible to full automation. Okay, so we've got I think good news here. Uh, Diana, do you want to go next? Yes. The the next one that I saw was sorry, I, I don't see it any longer, but I believe it has something to do with uh, program engineering or something mm. like that. Yeah, I think um, we, we tackled a little bit about uh, about that, but let's talk about, I think someone uh, sent me an email talking about social worker, I think. Let's see, social worker. And also college professors. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, college professor is a good one. I, I can't wait to see it next. Um, I think we're going to have a full session on education coming up. It's called the tipping point. And uh, I think this, I, I saw, I look forward for that, for that one because uh, we believe, and I personally believe that um, AI is going to be the biggest disruptor of education. Uh, bar none, uh, it's it's going to change everything when it comes to education. So we'll see. Oh, Naja, sorry, I'm going to tell you the one that I, I wasn't able to find before. Mm -hmm. It was software quality assurance and automation engineer. Okay, sounds good. Naja, would you mind pasting this prompt in the chat? Sure, yeah, absolutely. I just did. Okay, so this. So when it comes to social worker, uh, AI will have an impact on the professional social worker in the coming years. Um, okay, will limit. Okay, but the human-centric nature of this profession will limit the extent of impact. Oh, which is, I, I think we mentioned it a little bit uh, before. But let's talk about college professor now. probably should have uh, jumped directly to the summary. Uh, so the other one was, uh, can you repeat, Diana? The, um... uh, there was college professor, and then there was software quality assurance and automation engineer. Software quality assurance and automation engineer. Okay, I'm gonna ask ChatGPT to make it shorter. Limit response to, let's say, 1,800 characters. Let's try that. Okay, uh, when it comes to college professors, um, AI will have an impact on the profession of college professor in the coming years, but the unique nature of this profession, which relies on subject matter expertise, critical thinking, creativity, and personal engagement, will likely limit the extent of that impact. AI can support college professors by automating administrative tasks, improving decision-making, increasing efficiency, but it will not replace the essential human skills and expertise required for teaching and research. So I think, uh, you know, um, I have my personal subjective opinion on, on that too. So I would say that um, 
you know, before even AI, I think the whole idea of uh, university degrees, and, and ironically, I'm, I'm pursuing one, but uh, the whole idea of university degrees could be like traditional education could be easily replaced uh, by by untraditional educations like Coursera or edX or these online courses that are pre-recorded. So if all of these courses are pre-recorded, then the need for professors who actually lecture live would probably be less, maybe, you know, like there's a lot of question marks there. So when we limit the answers of ChatGPT, um, you know, it, it, it didn't put the summary, uh, but uh, AI will significantly impact the profession of software, quality assurance and automation engineer. Anyways, now that you have the prompt and you know, you have ChatGPT, it's free. So there's probably no need for us to, to proceed with, with, with this uh, task, but it was fun, I think, to really showcase uh, that, you know, most of like, how we can extract these information from, from ChatGPT. Um, so I think uh, now it's time. Is, is there any more questions that we can answer before closing? I have one from Thomas, mm -hmm. if you don't mind. Uh, where did it go? Uh, it says, don't you think Google will be angling to integrate uh, advertising into its chat offerings? I'd imagine advertisers will be salivating at the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about the same uh, recently, Thomas. So that's true. Uh, I think that's the future of advertising is, like, let's say if you go to ChatGPT and say, hey, um, I'm, I'm traveling to Chicago, and uh, could you please um, give me recommendations of places to go, right? And there is a perfect opportunity for for ads, right? Perfect opportunity. It's a, okay. Here's here's what you could do in Chicago, but um, and then you could integrate uh, sponsored links or sponsored um, places to visit or restaurants to see or to eat at and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, thank you so much, everyone. Again, I hope that you found this beneficial. Uh, I hope that I provided you with uh, with the needed information. I hope it was worth your time. It's now 11.57, so um, I appreciate you spending time with me and have a great rest of your day.